Hello, welcome to the Ghost Squared podcast. This is the first episode of uh, of the Ghost Squared podcast, and you're um, listening to uh, two of the Ghost Squared team. There's myself, which is James, one of the founders, and we have. Hello, I'm Russell. Uh, I'm the sales engineer over here at Ghost Squared. Cool. And uh, today we're going to talk about pricing and specifically fixed or simplified pricing. Um, we, we wrote a little bit about this recently and it uh, seems like a lot of people have been really intrigued as to why we would want to simplify pricing and um, we kind of went into a bit of detail in this post about the reasons for simplifying things and why it's made our lives a bit easier. So I don't know, where, where do we want to kick off? Where do we want to start on that, Russell? Like I think maybe maybe like talking about our old pricing and yeah. what was so problematic or not good about that might be a good place to, to start like I don't know yeah absolutely I think it's a good good starting point um, I'm happy to jump in into that I mean I guess in, in my role uh, as a sales engineer you know covers a lot of basis and and, and here I, I, I do quite a few few demos and uh, and you know ultimately at the end of those demos you know hopefully you've delivered enough value in there and, and you'll get questions around pricing and uh and it always it always seemed that that used to be the you know uh one of the 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 toughest things to kind of overcome uh even after explaining a relatively complex technical product um and i think that was one of the issues with our older pricing is that i think if you have to explain your pricing before you explain your price you're already on the back foot Uh, and that's that's where we found ourselves a lot of times and really what I I would feel feel especially in the sales capacity capacity is that you know if if you can get someone seeing enough value in your product uh, price should just be a a kind of acknowledgement factor that okay this is this is the cost of it and based on everything I see I'm I'm quite happy with it and uh, and I think you know, we used to look look and think about so many different ways that we could explain the way our pricing worked to make it as clear as possible. But I never felt that we got to that point where it, it, it landed clearly enough with people that 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 they saw that right away. So. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just thinking back to like the previous pricing, we had sort of so many different concepts and yeah. things to get your head around, didn't we? There was um, like data points and profiles and scaling factors within them and yeah it was just so many things to explain before yeah we even got to that final price right for sure and like i think especially like any type of uses usage based pricing it's that like you you're kind of making an assumption that that someone who's discovering your your platform your brand has an understanding of what the usage is going to be so Mm. especially if you if you're product or your platform is newer to them you know they haven't used anything like it before they're coming in probably completely blind and they're trying to establish uh what it's going to cost them before they can even can even get kind of get an understanding of what what that cost could be and i i think that's the thing as well and and this is more of a feeling of mine is like i think when people start to get into that mind frame of okay what could this actually cost me they start to think about the maximum you know what's the most this this could it's going to cost me if I think of my usage levels what's the most that could be so I can kind of give myself a, a bit of an understanding of over the longer term what this type of platform is going to cost me and and um, and I think that's a really tricky position to, to put yourself in particularly from from a sales perspective because I'm like I'm quite a firm believer that people people buy on perceived value so they don't buy on price but they buy on the perceived value of the price of, of, of what they're going to get for that price and uh, and I think when we 
get people thinking about the maximum something could cost them, then the effort or you're putting, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself to, to justify that gap between the perceived value that they're getting and the price when you might not necessarily have to have to do that. So I, th- I think that was one of the problems that we had just kind of fundamentally with our, our usage-based pricing is people just understanding like what, what is this actually going to cost me before we even got into kind of what the constructs of, of our pricing were like data points and profiles and actually having to explain the concept of those. That's yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I think, yeah, like along those lines, it kind of made people worried about buying into the product as well. Yeah. Like, you know, you if, if they think every single person they add to the product or every, uh, you know, every every time they're using the product, the price is going up. Yeah. Like it's not exactly a great way to incentivize people to go all in and what we really want. And what we see is people that buy it totally into the platform get the most out of it and so if there's every step of the way you're pushing people away from doing that and discouraging them from doing that pricing wise then kind of uh, shooting ourselves in the foot in terms of the retention of that customer and the engagement of that customer (coughs) yeah i 100 percent agree and i think it's that uncertainty that probably was probably our, our biggest stumbling block before i think the only uncertainty that you really want to have to deal with is that can your product or can your platform deal with the problem that that customer has because i think if you can deal with that uncertainty then the price is what it is and and you can justify that uh, a lot better because you're, mm. you're solving a problem but when you throw those two variables in that i'm uncertain that this can deal with my problem and i'm uncertain what it's actually going to end up costing me over the long term uh it just creates a much tougher sell i guess mm. so talked a lot about the old pricing yeah and then at some point we had this crazy idea to simplify things and we've kind of been on a bit of a uh crusade to try and simplify a lot of stuff in the business lately and um you know we we wrote a bit about it a while ago we sort of said simplicity is a war and you know naturally everything gets more complicated over time and you kind of have to fight against it um, and and I, I think we all agreed that one of the most complex parts of the business was this pricing stuff. So we kind of want to do a massive U-turn and just simplify the hell out of pricing and go the ultimate level of simplicity, which is to have just one price. Mm. And um, that's not an easy thing to do, though, and it's not an easy thing to even tackle as a team when so much is built up around the old pricing. So like some of the concerns we had about the new pricing just trying to think back to to that i guess one of the big ones was what if what if everyone who's paying us more than like i guess when you got a fixed price you have to pick that one fixed price and that's going to be more than some people pay but it's also going to be less than other people pay um so i guess that was a big concern in my eyes when we were discussing this early on like if we pick this one price point um Will everyone who's currently paying more immediately move to that? And will we how how much revenue could we lose from that? And if it's more than what other people are paying, will anyone want to move up to it um, yeah. and see the value of doing so? So, yeah, I don't know. What, were there any other concerns we kind of had? I, I'm trying to think back. I, I think it was uh, there was a lot of stuff around. It's funny because I don't know if if it's 
it's irony. I've never been too good with with the definition of, of something being ironic, but it's like when we <laughs> when we when we think about simplifying things, we instantly think about how difficult that's going to be to to, to make things simple. And so a lot of thought went around like our current technical infrastructure, like mm-hmm. how that would be affected, how we would manage that. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, it's the the effect it would have on existing customers uh, if if potentially that um, you know that that they might. I feel they're being hard by done by by being on a, a, an older plan, um, and I guess the other thing as well is the the potential of leaving money on the table as well. Mm. You know, like what if someone uh, joined a, 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 a fixed rate, but based on a role plan could grow to be you know mm. exp- exponentially more. But I think when yeah, I guess when we were kind of talking through it and weighing it all up, it just felt that. The really the real money that was being left on the table was the people that weren't converting. Yeah, they right? never knew how much we were in the first yeah, place. The, the, yeah, the, and uh, and so that's just I guess where the opportunity. Um, <coughs> uh, that's where kind of the real opportunity I guess we felt sat. I guess the other thing is as well is that it, I think the way we approached it was very much that it's an it's experiment. It's an experiment. Mm. We can we can test this out. Yeah. And to- I totally, I think that's a yeah. great little like kind of, I don't know, life hack, business hack of like, it's not actually a change. It's just an experiment, yeah. you know? And I think we all kind of told ourselves if this doesn't work out, it's not like we're locked into doing this forever, right? Yeah. Like, let's see what happens. And uh, I think that was a great way of persuading not just us two, but like the whole team, Yeah, you know, let's give this a go. Um, and I think also like along those lines, because we were erring towards simplification rather than added complexity, it sort of made it more uh, feasible how we'd see how we'd do it. Yeah. You know? uh, whereas if it was sort of like, let's introduce 20 new pricing tiers with all different scaling factors, that's a lot harder to justify an experiment on. Yeah, I totally. Think. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, I'm just trying to think of any other concerns we had around trying this out. I guess, I guess there's also just like you know, you can spend so much time working on like a billing system and pricing. Like every time we work on stuff like that, it's a choice to work on that instead of adding functionality to the product yeah. and adding features. And and actually, if I recall, like the changes we made to the pricing, we made them pretty damn quickly didn't we make most of them in a day yeah a lot of it was yeah. more around kind of the forward facing the marketing site and yeah uh, uh, and marketing activity that we had going on and uh and and i guess there was a the kind of collective agreement to to experiment and chip in and do some things manually for now until we figured out if, yeah. if it worked as well and and i guess that was the other thing it was just kind of i don't know if it's being brave but just having the the kind of the 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 opinion that we'll just deal with it like if if we do get a customer that gets in touch and and is is frustrated about this or, or the change that we made then we'll deal with that customer approach yeah. as as it happens yeah rather than erring on doing nothing yeah uh in the fear that something that like that would happen that's so true like i think it's it's so easy to convince yourself not to do something for the fear of like pushback and the fear of what people might say or might do but yeah. it's like when you actually do these things you realize like most of your fears most of the things you're worried about just don't come up yeah and it's so easy to like try and address every potential fear and problem before 
doing something. And I think if you do that, you just end up taking twice, three times as long to do everything you want to do. And, and yeah. you know, totally, I think that the, the, the fear that we kind of focus on of, of, of existing clients who potentially felt they should be paying uh, less hasn't really come to fruition. It's happened a couple of times. Yeah. But I think probably what we didn't consider and what we're seeing more is the opportunity to, opportunity to move existing clients onto a, a higher price fixed year mm. plan because of the associated value with it. Yeah. Uh, so I think we've actually benefited from, from, from that as well. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I guess that kind of takes us nicely on to like the benefits we've seen of, of this fixed pricing. And I mean, I guess most of it is counter to the problems of hold pricing. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think like you, you just hit the nail on the head with one of them, right? Like when we have one fixed price and people are paying less, it's not like it's a bad thing to pay more. It's actually there's a really strong justification for paying more but a fixed price than our old scalable pricing because you have this freedom to buy into the whole product to grow with us knowing there's no punishment for doing so and I think that's been a really strong thing for us seeing lots more customers I mean for for those who don't know like the the GoSquared platform has a bunch of different features and parts of it and I think one of the challenges has always been we would win people in for one specific use case, but to use us for more always costs more. And yeah. now you can buy in for one thing, but there's no punishment or price increase if you want to buy into the whole platform. And so in theory, a lot of customers can start saving a ton of money because they don't need a bunch of other tools anymore. They yeah. can start using GoSquared for the analytics side of things, the live chat side of things, and the CRM side of things, and the automation side of things. And so when you start adding up all the value we're giving you off that one fixed price, it's actually it's pretty crazy. Um, but yeah, it's great that that's finally like a reason, pricing is a reason to buy in, not yeah. a reason to go away and, and cut back. Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would also really agree with that. That's probably one of the, one of the biggest benefits that I think we've seen is that the, the product has just become a lot more accessible to existing customers mm. and, and easy just to communicate why, you know, like when we kind of reach out to them through, through chat or whatnot, why why it's, they should try these these other features without the hindrance of things costing them more. Um, I think as well, coming back to kind of, you know, the, the pre-sales process or the, the, the demos, like at the end of that, being able to say, and it costs this, hmm, is so, yeah. it's the nicest feeling in the world, honestly, <laughs> after having to explain the concepts of things like data points and then profiles and then what do you think your usage would be and what have you used elsewhere and, and before you even got to that, uh, it's just a, a very nice way to kind of round off uh, a, a sales presentation as such and be in a position to, to move things on to the next step. So from 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 adding that to the sales process has been, been really nice as well. Um, I think also like, you know, a lot of people in our space uh, operate in, in similar ways and their pricing structures are, are very similar. And uh, to a certain extent, I think uh, having a, a simple fixed price uh, offers a, a little bit of competitive advantage as well. Mm, Especially yeah. when people are shopping around and, and looking at various different pricing pages, the, it is quite appealing uh, mm. to be able to say, this is, this is what it's gonna cost. Yeah, I, I think that's actually a really important one because we work really hard to make the product itself easy and yeah. simple. And um, and and I I would like to think that people see that pricing as 
an indication of what to expect going forward. And yeah. like pricing is one of those first things you see when checking out other products and services, especially software products. And I think if if the pricing's so complicated, you need a a data science degree to figure it out. Then that's probably a bit of a an indication of what the rest of the product and platform might be. Yeah. Whereas if it's super simple, like everyone, whether you're whether you're a complete uh, you know, beginner or an expert in the world of buying SaaS software, if anyone can figure it out, then yeah. it's a pretty, pretty promising sign. Yeah. And I guess like we're also really lucky to work with some kind of earlier stages and smaller tech startups as well, mm. who, who who take a lot from working, you know, or, or making use of our whole platform. But I think also the, you know, the benefit for them to be able to say, you know, I can, I'm confident I can, manage my costs over the year because mm. I know what it's going to cost me as to previously when you know they might get uh, an additional charge at the end of the month or uh, be a, a bit confused about the bill that came uh, yeah. through to them yeah. and and kind of to my previous point it's like then you're kind of making yourself re-justify your value to them every single month yeah. uh, <laughs> every time that price, price point changes yeah. and, uh, and, so, and so I guess like ultimately like you know where the, the dream is is that you've got uh, tons of happy customers that are, are taking full value out of your platform and are happy with the pricing and and you know the, like a, a lot of the way people discover goes great is through positive word of mouth and so mm. again any of that hesitation about money you might be leaving on the table from one specific client if we've got happy customers using yeah. our product well and are comfortable with the price <clears throat> then uh then, then hopefully they'll be saying good things as well totally totally i guess um one of the one of the questions i i was gonna bring up was um i guess when you go to having one price it's like always really hard to figure out what that one price should be yeah and i guess like the way we centered on our price which is 99 pounds um a month like will admit it wasn't the most data-driven decision in the world right yeah like we kind of just went for it and it felt right yeah um I mean, there was—I mean, there was a certain amount of data in that we knew what existing customers were paying, yeah. and, and and there's also like other companies out there, and we looked at what people in our space were doing, but other SaaS companies, like I know we've uh, big fans of the guys at Basecamp, for instance, and um, they've gone for this same sort of ninety-nine price point. Like, yeah, they—I don't know if there's anything to add on on that other than like, I guess all all I would say is like people can get so worked up worrying about being data driven and focused specifically on all the data in the world and trying to make decisions based on it but i think sometimes it's just using a bit of gut and intuition um, yeah definitely and and yeah to your point like i think there was a bit of data involved as in like we knew what people were comfortable to pay mm. and we knew when it got to a point where it felt like uh that they, they, they were less comfortable at, at that price point, but around that ninety-nine mark did feel quite right, you know. Yeah. And um, and and yeah, I guess you kind of take into account some of the other pricing points in the marketplace as well. But uh, but but I guess that's that's the other thing that kind of leads on to like maybe there's a, could could it be a little bit more? Yeah. You know, and there's always that temptation. That's the part to kind yeah. of figure out, I guess. And I think maybe maybe in the future there is another like yeah. tier that is a slightly higher tier that has more features or some differentiation but i think 
you know, if you go far enough down that route, though, you end up with another complex pricing system. And I think, I guess for now, like picking one, it was always going to be hard yeah. to pick just one price point. But it feels like where we're at, at the moment is one price point that works for the majority of people we see coming in the in well the yeah that, that's a hundred percent it like and and that's the thing that's a, a bit more difficult to take into t- take into account because you, you know roi for ghost squared is going to be very different depending on the type of business that you're in you know mm. roi for ghost squared for you know someone could pretty much pay off ghost squared for a year by winning one customer through our exactly right? yeah yeah and for others it might might, might take a, a few more sales yeah. but uh but ultimately, yeah, it's just about making sure that people took enough value at that price point to you know to keep with us and, and keep using us and, and take value out the platform. Yeah, yeah. So, is there anything else we still need to figure out on the pricing front, Russell? Do you think we're done for now? Anything else we we've got that we're not sure about at the moment? Well, I think there's yeah. I mean, definitely, I I feel that there is. You, it's kind of that balance between like how do we improve but not go back to that complexity <laughs> yeah. of, of the, 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 the pricing that we had before and whenever we start to go into the discussions about you know how could we see in, incremental gains across different client bases things start to get a bit more uh, complex again and we start mm. getting back into things like uh, limits and, and traffic and data points and uh, so while it's well, that we, I think, I, I'd hope, yeah, like I kind of feel that that it's been a success so far. Although relatively early, we've definitely seen an increased number of clients coming through because of it. There is definitely the, the, the. I think the opportunity to iterate on it a little bit, mm. and 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 maybe uh, see how we can uh, provide or at least look at ways of getting additional revenue in but maybe mm. not necessarily through you know that that fixed rate whether it be yeah yeah there's there's so many options for what we could do in the future it feels like yeah for the time being like this price point has just been a, a breath of fresh air yeah. but um i think as as time goes on you know there's always this desire you know there's like the term of like net negative churn and yeah. like making sure account expansion makes up for um any any customers that cancel and uh, you know, I, I think one of the nice things about this fixed price is there's only so much any one customer leaving us can yeah. um, affect us, you know, it, rather than having like five customers at 100 and one customer at 10 grand a month. Yeah. Like you're really screwed if that one customer leaves. Um, whereas now, like we can afford to lose a few customers here and there who are at that 100 mark. Um, because we know we're just always getting more and more of them in, but I guess there is there is always this desire to figure out how you get some level of expansion in there, and um, but it doesn't always have to be just you know infinitely scaling up. Yeah. Like there could be new features that are, like aren't applicable to all of our customers and are a, a bolt on in the future. For or sure, extra training and there's just so many ways you can like incrementally add on more revenue in the future and yeah um i think just at our current size and stage like focusing too much on that though really does take away from the bigger opportunity of just getting more and more hundred a month customers in. yeah um, but that day will come i think when we want to look at more options there. Yeah. yeah and i guess the other positive thing <clears throat> as well is that you know while we talk about you know 99 feeling right it, it feels like we to make changes we wouldn't necessarily see too many benefits by reducing that price 
you know, right. a 10, 20 yeah. uh, pound reduction in price, mm. I don't think we're going to see massive incremental gains. Mm -hmm. So it feels like we hopefully we've got that part right. And it's mm. just looking the, the other side of things. And yeah, how can, yeah. We, how can we hopefully grow that side of things? That's, a, that's actually a really good point. I guess we talked a lot about going more expensive. Yeah. But, um, there's always this, you know, customers never want a more expensive yeah. price, do they? Yeah, and like yeah. customers are only ever going to ask for cheaper. And um, I guess that certainly helped us a lot um, by just being able to strongly justify why we have one one fixed price. And, yeah. Um, I, I guess like one one of the learnings from pricing throughout GoSquared's history has always been whatever the price is, people want a cheaper price. Yeah. <laughs> Back when we had a much smaller feature set and. I think Go Squared back in the early days started at nine dollars a month. Uh, a very limited, like it was a very different price. <laughs> but uh, you know, people wanted cheaper than nine dollars. People complained at nine dollars, and you know, now we're at this ninety-nine price point. There's obviously people coming in, and it's just being able to justify that value and making sure it's really clear why why we're going to give you more than ninety-nine dollars of value. And I think each of us on the team can hold our hands up high and just like very confidently justify why it's yeah. worth that and I think that's just so important for us all being able to talk to customers in a confident um, and convincing way you know it's 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 hard to do that if you don't genuinely believe it yeah, um, yeah. and yeah I think there's so many different ways you can demonstrate the value as well whether it's through the, the, the product or through your service levels mm. or uh, you know the kind of additional content you can provide them to make to make their uh, make their business uh, and, and using GhostGrade as easy as possible. So, um, yeah, I, I feel quite comfortable with how, how things have gone through simplifying pricing so far. Great, great. I feel like we are pricing down for today, <laughs> yeah. Russell. Yeah. It's been fun chatting about this. Yeah. Um, well, thank you for listening to the first episode of the GhostGrade podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. Um, we would love any feedback you have. So if, if you have any thoughts on the show or want us to cover a specific topic, um, feel free to reach out to us. We're on Twitter, GoSquared, G-O-S-Q-U-A-R-E-D. Um, or, or you can reach us on email, I guess. Um, <laughs> we're at hello at GoSquared.com. And uh, yeah, uh, all in all, thanks very much. We, we, we've really had fun recording this show and we'll, we look forward to bringing many, many more to your podcast player of choice. Um, so, yes, until next time. Uh, thanks, Russell. Thank uh, you. And, uh, yeah, see you next time. Cheers.